Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. So my name's Daisy May and if you haven't joined or listened to one of my podcasts before, my little series here is called The Vintage Glamour Devotee. Now, I get asked a lot of questions on social media a lot and I thought it could be a really fun way to answer them in a podcast instead of on my Instagram stories. This episode is literally just questions that I've been asked so hopefully it's quite a fun relaxed podcast for you guys to listen to um so I believe what was it 20 questions in total yeah 20 questions so I'm gonna keep this episode really relaxed really chill and just go straight into question one so someone asked me to talk about my story or journey of getting to where I am now now I do actually cover this is a very big topic (laughs) um and I do cover this in um the first episode that I ever did episode one um so I would actually recommend um if you want to hear a lot about that go back and listen to the first episode um you have to bear with me today as well. I have insane hay fever, so I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. <laughs> and I might sound a bit husky. Um, so my journey, to sum it up quickly, because there are 20 questions in this podcast, is um, it started off really when I was young and I was obsessed with, hence the title Vintage Glamour Devotee, I was obsessed with vintage glamour and just really like the 1940s and the 1950s and just how beautiful and glamorous and perfect women looked and the style men had and the music obviously I'm glamorizing there's not there's a lot of things from those eras that aren't particularly fantastic but um just looking at the aesthetics um and the style is just yeah I just adored it from a young age um and included in that was um sort of (laughs) even looking at like old lads mags and like smut magazines and stuff like I just used to look at the women and think oh god I hope I can be like that one day or why can't I be like that um and it was a really I mean it's quite a sad way to think really because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people as if you're not enough I mean I only did this when I was very young when I was about 17 I just thought why you know why can't I be like that um, so I ended up going to uni and doing a fashion degree and lots of other things and it was when I left that I, I was still I still wanted to do all of that and not that you I mean I wouldn't I would never say I, I you know I wish I could change it or anything because you can't um, but during the degree I still wanted to do um, 
I still wanted to model and perform. It's just um, I remember actually when I was graduating, my my tutor said, "So what are you going to do when you graduate?" I said, "I'm going to go and perform burlesque." And he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and a few people looked at me like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to go and model and <laughs> model underwear." And I did. Um, but it really started off from the main place to start off was from the inspiration from a young age. And then I started to, I never really used social media until I started using it for work, but I started taking photos of myself um, and doing my own modelling and styling my own stuff and trying to, I mean, I'm no by any, by any means great with technology or photography, but, you know, I um, I think I've learnt my own skills and developed my own style a little bit. Um, and that kind of, carried on really it just sort of kept developing as time went on and then I am here now <laughs> so I'm skipping loads because it's such a long long uh, an- uh question to answer um but that's really how it started off and, and the reason why I want to emphasize that is because it just shows you that anyone can do it it literally just takes work and dedication and like sometimes I'd be working a full-time job and I would have to work on these things in the evening and on the weekends and on my days off and you know it took a lot of a lot of dedication um and that work ethic is what's carried me to where I am now um and I still wouldn't say I have any incredible success stories you know um no I do have some amazing success stories actually but just not I mean I wouldn't say that I've made it or whatever people call it um I do a lot of it part time and I enjoy it. Um I have a lot of different side hustles and I'm doing I'm doing okay at all of them. So life is good. But I'm going to leave it at that with that question because I could talk about it all day and the first episode really does go into that. Um question 2 is when did I know if I wanted to do burlesque or modeling? Again, I genuinely knew this from a very young age. I just don't think I was that aware. And I don't think it was ever encouraged. Um, even when I started doing it, I think my family and some of my friends were just like, oh, OK, like, so why do you want to do that? So I stupidly at a young age list kind of obviously heard that and it obviously must have subconsciously put me off or made me feel like I couldn't do it. Um, but as I got older, obviously, I thought, excuse my language, but fuck it, basically. Um, life's too short. Do what makes you happy. Um, question three. When did I start modelling? So officially, I started modelling, I would probably say, when I was about 22, and I'm now 28. Um, But really, for years and years, it was so here and there. It's only really in the last couple of years that I've really started doing it a lot more. And I definitely want to get into it. um, I definitely want to get into it a lot more because... um, I just I absolutely love it but it's just finding the time when you have like three or four different job <laughs> different jobs. Um question 4 is do you remember your first performance? I do and I actually watched this on my phone the other night and I've not watched it in god maybe a good few years, a good couple of years. And I actually watched it back and thought you know what considering that was my first ever performance someone who's never done dance never done drama never done music I've never performed I'm, I still look back and think you know what that was a pretty good performance I mean I've picked it apart completely um to improve myself but I remember it and I remember being so scared like I was gonna throw up and 
my hands are like shaking and I remember thinking if I'm shaking this much like how am I going to get my corset off how am I going to get my stockings off like how is all this going to happen like it's all going to go wrong I know it is it's going to go wrong and actually it did go wrong um my nipple tassel fell off and luckily I'm not a shy person um but I was pouring blood in it and I just managed to pour the blood onto my chest and literally as I did that I felt the tassel hit my wrist so I just looked up to the crowd and you could see everyone was like (gasps) and I just smeared the blood from my chest over my boob and it covered my nipple so I think I rocked that out as a first performance I've had a lot of mistakes happen and things go wrong I'm sure as all performers do and you just you have to just learn to improvise there's been there's been times on stage where I've forgotten my routine or the stage is just so small and it doesn't work with my routine and I just have to go oh bugger it and just make it up um it really things can really throw you off on the night but it's kind of learning to just roll with the punches I guess um but yeah I still very very vividly remember that first performance um yeah, it was really good. It's still, I still smile when I think about it now. Um, question six. Any new plans for a burlesque routine? Well, yes. Um, but I am not going to say anything about it. Um, I'm meshing two songs together. And it's going to be a very saucy routine. Um, that's what I'm going to say. I've got... I've got three or four really strong ideas of what I want to do in my next burlesque performances but um I'm I'm not going to reveal I'm not going to reveal that (laughs) um it's too exciting and I've not seen this done before I mean it's not saying it's completely original I don't think it ever particularly is um it's inspired by stuff, but I've yeah I've not seen these songs live, and I've seen a lot of burlesque, so I'm quite excited about them. Um, six, can you watch me perform live? You can. Um, and in all honesty, since COVID, I've only performed a handful of times, so it's definitely something that I'm going to be looking at doing, um, within the next year a lot more. But I am having a career change, so I'm going back to uni and I'm studying independently and lots of stuff. So. There's a lot of cards kind of, wait, that's not the saying, what's the saying? I've got my fingers in a lot of puddings, basically. As always, I always do lots of things at the same time. But um, I will obviously announce all of this on my social media. So if you do want to see me perform live, like just turn the notifications off on Instagram on on instagram so you can see when i when i post things like that um i will always share when i'm performing always always number seven how to feel confident or like a badass um this is a work in progress like this is something and i think try and not look at something like that as a destination because it it, it's a a continued effort and it's a consistent effort to kind of keep confidence I mean I think naturally I am a confident person um which I think obviously helps but um everyone has moments where things shake us or make us anxious or make us doubt ourselves or feel rejected or hurt or you know doubting our abilities and things so um one thing I like love to do I love working out and I love doing weights I do believe in manifestation and I don't 
believe like sitting there I don't mean that as in like sitting there and going oh I'm gonna win the lottery I mean like meditating working out and like thinking positive thoughts and putting those thoughts into action it does take action but I think if you you know if you say to yourself lots of negative thoughts that would it that will impact your decisions and how you present yourself to the world and um it will have a knock-on effect on everything around you so saying positive things and thinking positive things and then channeling that positivity even if it doesn't feel like positivity or for example even if you don't feel like you've like like for example today I feel strong I'm determined I can do this even if you don't think you can if you say keep saying it out loud over and over again like I can do this I can do this you will do it like maybe not the way you wanted to or not as best as you wanted to but you you would have done it so you did it you know I'm being very very simplistic here but they're things that I've always done like even if I'm backstage and I'm nervous I'm like I've got this I've got this I've got this and I will literally be like I've got this I've got this I've got this I've got like over and over again and I've there's been times backstage where I've had to say to people I'm really sorry I'm not ignoring you I just need to put my headphones in and close my eyes and I will play a song over and over in my head and I'm like right okay I'm like in the zone I'm in the zone I've got this and it's I've had it before someone's tapped me and they're going are you sure you're all right I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm just getting in the zone <laughs> um so whatever means that is, I definitely think those things, those things help. Um, but I also am a huge believer in wearing um, red lipstick. And I do my, I always try and do my fringe, even if I tie my hair back in a ponytail or something. I always try and do something that, that is like a process of getting ready. And even putting makeup on, like having like 10 minutes in the morning to just put a bit of makeup on. It kind of, it just gives me 10 minutes just to just sit and be. Because quite often I do things before I go to work and then after work I have things to do as well. Um, so yeah, it just, it gives me a moment to just, to just be and say some positive words to myself. Um, plus red lipstick makes you look bold and confident even if you're not feeling it. And then it makes you feel it about an hour later anyway. <laughs> um, question eight, do I enjoy being a dom so a do- basically do I enjoy being a dominant woman if so what about it now I can't go into too much detail here because obviously this is relatively uh polite podcast <laughs> um so technically I am actually a switch so I can be submissive and I can be dominant it very much depends on the person I'm with the situation I'm in um and I enjoy both, but I would say in general, I'm quite a dominant woman. Um, I'm outspoken. I'm, I don't like the word opinionated, even though I've been called it. I think I stand up for what I believe in. I'm not afraid to share my voice. I'm not afraid to stand up if there's injustice going on and I don't care if it makes me unpopular. Um, I've had, for example, multiple men I've dated have had an issue with my modelling, but I modelled before I met them, so I was always like, well, I did it before you, I'm going to do it after you. It's totally cool if it's not for you, but you can't control me and tell me I can't do my job. Like, that, it's ridiculous, you know? It's not... I would never do that to somebody else, you know? If somebody else had another job that made me uncomfortable, it's something that I need to work on or decide if it's for me. It's not something I try and bully someone out of or guilt trip someone out of, you know? Um, so there's been plenty of times in my life where going back to the confidence thing where you do have your confidence not because you think, well, you know, what if no one wants to date a woman that's really like me? You know, in reality, a lot of people fantasize about it. But in reality, 
Um, so it ta- it's taken work at times for me to be like, no, I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. I say it out loud, like I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not doing anything wrong. And as long as I enjoy it, I can keep doing it. Um, I've, I've sat to say these things to myself before many, many a time. Um, but to answer the actual question, I always go on tangents. I do enjoy being a, do- a dominant woman. Um, but I also, I think there's a big misconception with it is that I'm not like a bitch and I'm not, um, I'm being really simplistic here because anyone I know in the community obviously doesn't think this, but from an outsider point of view, people sometimes are like, oh, I thought you'd be a bitch or I thought you'd be like this. And I'm actually really, um, if I say so myself, see, one second, I'm definitely losing my voice today. Um, Yeah, people honestly easily think that you're a bitch, but I am genuinely... Um, I'm genuinely a really kind person and I do, you know, I get a lot of happiness and fulfillment from my life by making other people happy. Um, I am quite a giving, giving person. Again, that can be a a dominant thing as well, as well as a submissive thing. Um, but yeah, I'm very much a switch to be honest. Um, I do present on social media, um, maybe I'm giving away my secrets here, but I do present as being a dominant. And I would say most of the time I am. There's only been a few select uh, men or people that I am submissive for or with. Um, And usually that's in private. It's not um, how I hold myself in my day-to-day life, shall we say. Um, Question nine, are there any bad parts about my job in general? Um... (sighs) I mean, to be honest, dating is one of them. Um, the more su- I've personally found, um, the more successful I've got. Um, dating can can be quite hard, um, so you have to be quite choosy about who you date. Um, the same as who you hang around with, you, you can get fre- uh, people who sort of really aren't your friend. Um, same as people who didn't really support you when you started out doing a certain job you know, like modelling or something and friends dwindle off and then when they see you getting a not even a mediocre amount of success but people suddenly chirp up, you know, and, oh, I know her and oh, all that rubbish. Um, you know, so if people didn't support me when I started out doing all this stuff and they want to try and support me now that people sort of know who I am, it's a bit like sod off you know like it's so fake um they're the parts I would say that affect me the most because they're people that were my friends or relationships or people close to me I've never really been affected by what strangers on the internet think I really couldn't care less what strangers think to be honest I'm putting that politely I couldn't give a flying really I couldn't it just isn't why I feel like it's not my business what strangers think of me I really just couldn't care and I don't mean to belittle anyone who does have anxieties around this because I understand it is a huge thing especially with social media but it just doesn't bother me it really doesn't bother me sometimes I worry what I'm going to be like when I'm like 80 years old running around in a thong bikini or something on the beach red hair and wearing leopard print or something I'm not going to I'm just not going to care at all (laughs) it's amazing actually every year I get older I care less and less what other people think and uh, I'm only 28 so I dread to think. (laughs) Uh, Question 10. Do I regret any of my tattoos? No, absolutely not. I love all my tattoos. I love them, I love them, I love them. Um, There's been times where I've thought about having a different tattoo. um, I've decided against it. Um, 
I nearly had the tops of my feet tattooed once and then ended up not getting it. But actually because my mum and dad convinced me not to do it. Um, it was my first tattoo, which would have been a really bad idea because it would have been really painful, I'm sure. Um, and my dad actually said to me at the time, like, look, don't be in a rush to get a tattoo. If you want it, you're going to want it in five years. Just get it in five years. Because <laughs> I think they were worried that <clears throat> when I was 18, I would just go and get a load of tattoos. Um, but I've always loved tattoos. I still love them now. I mean, I'm nearly 30. It's not a phase, mum and dad. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I love them. I really consider them art and I love every one of my tattoos. None of them, none of them other than my matching one with my dad have any meaning. They are things that I saw that I loved. Um, some of them are done by my, f- um, my friend, um, Emily Malice. Um, I love mine from her. I got some kinky ones from her as well. And then the biggest one I've got is my Betty Page one at the moment, um, which was done by Sam Ford in uh, Southend-on-Sea, I think it was. Um, I think the studio's still called Silver Needles. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I love all my tattoos and I plan to get covered in the next couple of years. I just, I love them. I adore them. And I also think they, they make me more attractive. I love them on other people as well. I just, yeah, I've always had a huge, a huge love for tattoos. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Oh God, I forgot about this question. <laughs> I wrote all these down and then I'm, as I'm going through, I'm remembering them all. But um, question 11, how many piercings do I have and what hurt the most? Oh my God, without any doubt, my nipple piercings hurt the most. Oh my dear God. I have a high pain threshold. Like, I don't even think tattoos hurt. I fall asleep in the in the chair. Like, I can bear pain. Like, eight hours of tattooing and I was like, I'm, I'm good. I could go all night long. But my nipple piercing on my right boob, oh my God. I nearly projectile vomited when I had it done. The, the pain was so intense. It was so intense. I just was... I went into shock after it was so bad but I'm the only person I know that's had had this response like I know people said it hurt but they were all right and when I went my friends had actually had been earlier that day I think it was earlier that day um if not earlier that week they were like yeah yeah it's it's fine it's fine it's fine like you've got a higher pain threshold and I shall be fine but um according to the the piercer who I trust with my life he's fantastic um he did say, he said, look, you've got quite small nipples. So, 
So um, if they were any smaller, you wouldn't be able to have a nipple piercing. And I was like, oh, OK. So I think he it must have hit a, a nerve and it was bleeding a lot. And yeah, it, when I say it was bad, like my whole body convolted and I felt like I'd been stabbed through my rib cage, through my spine. And I was getting like jolting pains for a while. And I honestly think that it, like it hit something there, which obviously I, is fine. Like if you're piercing a hole for a body, anything can happen. But um, yeah, I'm... I, I'm currently saving for a boob job as well, so um, I'm going to have to take my piercing out while they're healing and then uh, get them redone. So I'm not looking forward to that at all. Uh, Question 12. What was my first tattoo? So my first tattoo was an anchor on my wrist that my friend Emily did. Um, And I still love it. I think it's really cute. And in all honesty, I, I tend to just forget that my tattoos are even there. Um, but yeah, I do love it. It's really cute. And I remember it with fond memories because at the time I'd had a pretty bad dating experience and, uh, it was a pick me up, pick me up moment. I think I was about 19, 19, 20. Um, but yeah, I love it. Um, do I wear reinforced toe stockings? Either or, um, sometimes. I actually prefer, if anyone doesn't know what they are, they are nylons like stockings, but they don't have a seam. They have the welt at the top and the reinforced toe and heel quite often, but they don't have that lovely seam in the keyhole going up at the back. Um, for me personally, I love a seam. They really make your legs look lovely and long and they're just so glamorous and they really ooze that 1940s glamour. But yeah, I don't mind them. I, I I might wear them for a shoe. I would definitely, you know, I would love to be bought some and gifted some, of course. But if I'm spending my own money, they they got to have a seam. They've got to have a seam. Do, question 14, do I have a preference on the kind of laundry I wear? So years ago, I used to pretty much only wear red lingerie, black lingerie, leopard print lingerie and latex but since I now have over probably a hundred sets of lingerie I've really started venturing into other colours because my whole drawer at one point was just black underwear and I I still have probably about 30 sets of black underwear probably maybe more I need to recount them all actually that could be a whole new podcast episode in itself um but yeah I I I just enjoyed kind of playing around with new things so my 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 lingerie is either dominatrix covered in latex and oil just looking fabulous not me but like anyone just fabulous fabulousness or it's like beautiful pin-up like lace stunning like corseted or like with a waspy or something kind of lingerie um i don't really wear much other lingerie to be honest it's it either way it has to have a real strong look. Um, some of my favourite brands are... My favourite latex brand would be between Torch Garden Latex and Lady Lucy. I own quite a bit of Lady Lucy latex now, actually. And I have to say, I, I love all her latex. Um, then I love Honey Birdette. I I love their lingerie. It's very expensive. Um... But, oh, I have some show-stopping pieces from them that I love. Um, and then, of course, my favourite of all time is Dita Von Teese lingerie. Um, I do like brands like Playful Promises as well, and there's some other cool brands I like, but Dita, for me, 
just knocks it out of the park. Like, the quality is insane. And for the price, it's just... You're paying less than any designer lingerie, but it's, like, amazing. Uh, next question, number 15. Is there a difference in the lingerie I enjoy when displayed or hidden? So, I'm guessing by that is... Am I... <laughs> Am I kind of on Instagram a fetish laundry model and then at home I like wearing white underwear or like granny pants, period pants and sports bras? Um, no. I genuinely what you see on social media is what I like and what I wear. I love laundry. I love glamour. And I'm I just yeah, I love I love laundry so much. It's funny actually, there's so much laundry I've got I've never even worn for a partner. Um I'm single and um, I genuinely don't think you should wait around for someone to wear lingerie for. And I often think of the future partner man that I hopefully have one day is going to get to enjoy <laughs> a hell of a lot of fun because I've got a, a whole... I now I recently just bought like an Art Deco, like um, Victorian era kind of uh, chest drawers. And it's massive. I mean, I'm looking at it now. It's literally huge. It's big. It's nearly bigger than my whole wardrobe. And it is just toys, latex and lingerie, which is... I'm quite proud of it, actually. <laughs> um, the most disappointing lingerie I've bought is question 16. Most disappointing lingerie. Oh, I shouldn't say this, but I used to work at Ann Summers. And I had a couple of sets from there I liked. But in all honesty... Um, the quality just isn't that fab. And when it's full price, you can still pay like 70 quid for lingerie. Um, so yeah, sometimes that is a bit sucky. But I don't really buy a lot of underwear now because I'd rather just save up and buy less and have like gorgeous underwear than have lots of cheap stuff. Because um, also cheap stuff isn't good for your body. It's itchy. It's blah, and don't like it. How to store lingerie? Question 17. How to store... Well... I've kind of answered that one already, haven't I? I had to buy a whole chest of bloody drawers to fit all my underwear in. I mean, that's not even true, actually. I have boxes under the bed as well. And then I have one little boring drawer in another chest of drawers with all my gym gear and swimwear and everything else. That's a whole other, a whole other chest of drawers. The gym gear, the swimwear and the everyday underwear. By everyday, I mean like the high-waisted black thong, the high-waisted black knicker, that sort of thing that you wear kind of of everything i have a whole other chest of drawers for that as well oh. it's ridiculous isn't it honestly i must sound like such a materialistic person but laundry makes me happier than pretty much anything so i'm going to continue to buy it. i'm not even going to lie <laughs> there will be more one day i hope i have a big enough house that i can just have a dressing room that's filled with laundry that's the dream mirrored walls maybe a mirrored ceiling i don't care i think it'll be fabulous <laughs> This is usually the point where my friends roll their eyes and they're like, oh, of course you do, Daisy. <laughs> uh, question 18. If buying lingerie for someone else, what's the best way to go? Okay, so a little tip for people trying to buy their partner's underwear. Have a little rummage in their lingerie drawer, look at the labels, write down the brands and come in with some notes so that when you go into a shop to buy it or online, you have a gist of what to get. Um quite often men come into the shops I've worked in. I currently work at She Said Boutique in Brighton, uh, in England, if anyone's listening, not in England. Um, but um, we get so many men coming in, they're like, oh, kind of big, 
kind of not big but big boobs and then you're like what does that even mean dude come on <laughs> and then we end up going is she smaller than me and they're like um because I don't want to be rude it's fine is she smaller than me uh yeah okay right and we end up having to guess it half the time and looking at a photo of the person and honestly if you can come in with like a little rummage write down some sizes come in with that piece of paper honestly and make your life so much easier um if it's a, if that's if it's a, a surprise but i honestly think having a chat about these things talk talk about your kinks talk about your fantasies talk about your fetishes talk about you know drop a hint that you'd like to be bought something like that you'd like to dress up for your partner or whatever i think that's always good i mean i am assuming that when someone asks that is for a partner i don't know who else you'd be buying lingerie for maybe a friend your mum i don't know your nan i don't know either way look in their bedside drawer don't quote me on that in case you find something you don't want to find. Um, but look in the underwear drawer for sure. You, you Once you know a size, you can go with it. And also, they can always exchange it and refund it. You know, we can always... Most shops will let you exchange things. Uh, question 19. Has anyone bought you laundry you've not liked, worn or returned? Ooh, this is a tough subject, for tough question for me. Well, no one's ever actually bought me laundry. I've never had a man buy me laundry. I've had men ask me to dress up in laundry. Um, didn't stay with those men very long, <laughs> many a year ago. Um, but I've had my first boyfriend would ask me to wear white lingerie, and I was always like, ugh, white. Why white? I'm not a white lingerie kind of lady, and I used to hate wearing white. So I don't wear things I don't want to wear, that's for sure. It's not sexy if you don't feel good in it and if you're not into it. So you gotta you gotta wear um things that you enjoy, um. But I think be honest if and and also if someone's really put in effort, for example, like your partner really puts in effort to buy you some beautiful lingerie for Christmas or your birthday or whatever, or, or just because they wanted to buy it for you, um, and it doesn't fit, like be kind about it. I've had some men come back so disheartened and upset when they're like, I got it all wrong, and be like, No, you didn't get it wrong. You came in, you tried. We can find an alternative. I think if it's a surprise and then you're all you're surprised, talk about it after. Um, otherwise, talk about it before, drop some hints. Um, but I feel like if the person knows you a little bit, they should kind of like be on the right track, If even if they don't get it right. Like someone buying me like frilly white underwear is clearly not the vibe. Um, so if if a guy went and bought me red underwear and it didn't fit, I'd be like, yeah, but he got red underwear. Like, that's clearly my thing and I really appreciate it, you know. But I really find it hard to answer that anymore because no one's ever bought me underwear. No one's ever bought me underwear. And I hope one day I have a lovely man or person, I have a lovely partner, whoever, buys me some lovely lingerie. I would absolutely love that. And the last question is, if I could live in any era, when? Now, I honestly, my brain freezes on questions like this. I never know how to answer them. Because I feel like I'm living now and I, that's all I can do. So I don't really think, like, what if if I could change this? Or if I could go back? Or if I could go in the future? Into... I've never really thought like that. Um If I could live in any era, honestly, it would just be now. Because I have no damn choice. <laughs> But I would I would like to have lived or not lived like if I could just time travel for a day to just like watch Elvis live or Prince or Freddie Mercury or 
I don't know, I'd like to go and see some bands live and see, witness some things like that. That would be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm working with what I've got now. So I'm going to say now. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. It's quite fun answering these questions and maybe I can do one like once a year, once every so on, you know, when uh, I get more questions asked. Um, but yeah, I was asked some of these questions multiple times by strangers on Instagram or people I know as well. Um, so if you ever want to like ask me things like this, you can always send Laundry Lowdown a message or me. Um, I do try and answer, but I do get a lot of messages on Instagram, so it's hard to filter it all sometimes. Um, you know, and we can always, or if there's a topic you'd like to hear me talk about, I'm always open to suggestions as well. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I like I like having these relaxed conversations with myself because <laughs> um, some of the episodes are a lot more informative or educational or about something like a whole other topic. So, yeah, it's kind of fun talking about all this stuff. Um, but yeah, what I would say as well, um, I also have a Amazon wish list. So if you buy anything from my Amazon wish list um that's in my bio or on the laundry Lowdown website um i will review it and of course you can um remain anonymous um so if you do enjoy um a bit more of a personal experience um rather than just watching me review things that i've bought or been sent um we always do that as well um so yeah i'm going to leave it there and i hope you guys have loved this episode and make sure to come back next month to check out my next episode which is also really really exciting i hope you have a good day guys lots of love and take care bye thanks for listening to us on lingerie lowdown the podcast Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.